Isaiah lived about 300 years after King David. And by that time, the kingdom had utterly fallen apart. It had been divided with rival kings between north and south. The Assyrians were pushing in at the time of Isaiah, just taking over the land, taking the Israelites out into exile. It was a total mess. And the people knew the promise that had been made to David, that one of his ancestors would rule. And yet at the time, it, it looked utterly hopeless. And I, I picture Isaiah preaching these words to the people who were certainly wondering what, what happened to the promise, because look at, at what's going on now. And Isaiah saying to the people that even though the kingship of David has been reduced down to just a stump, like the family tree of Jesse, the father of David, that at one point maybe was majestic in the time of David, it's been hacked down, it's been cut down and burned down, all that's left is a stump. But Isaiah says, on the day that the Lord acts, a shoot is going to come out of that stump, and the Lord is going to begin something new, not just in a human way, but in the power of his spirit. And when he comes to, to reassure the people, Isaiah tells them, because certainly he's, he's preaching probably to the ones who are most attentive, to the poor in spirit, not to the, to, to the wealthy or to the leaders. And to reassure them, he says, when he comes, he's not going to judge you by your appearance. He's not going to judge you by what he hears other people say, and he's going to judge you by what he knows to be true. And so he's going to judge with justice, and he's going to judge with faithfulness, and he's going to set things right. And when he does that, when he sets things right, he's going to make things so right that even in creation itself, it's going to be renewed. And all of the things that are pitted against each other, even in creation, he, the Messiah, will come with a peace that utterly reorders everything so that the wolf will be the guest of the lamb, the child will play near the adder's lair, all of these things that would never have been able to coexist. He will so utterly reorder and renew creation that this is what he's coming to bring. And when he does this, it's going to be so beautiful, it will be so glorious, that even the Gentiles are going to want to come and be part of it. Isaiah's promise and his preaching filled the people with so much hope that in the centuries later, remember there was that long stretch where there were entire centuries of not a single prophet. The people would go back to Isaiah's words as a cause of hope and hold on to it. We now go back to these same words during Advent, that our own hope to receive what has already come, that it might become real in our own lives, that, that we would be in a place to welcome that. And so in these early days of Advent, we give thanks for Isaiah, the prophet through whom we will hear mo most from during this season of Advent, and we ask the Lord, Lord, give us hope in these words of Isaiah, but help us to remember that although your son has come, 
We need him to do what he came to do within us. And so we pray that these very words spoken so long ago, 700 years before the coming of Christ, that they would be our source of hope and that they would open our hearts during these days of Advent with a deep and burning longing for Christ our Savior to do in us what he promised through Isaiah that he was coming to do.